praise for a moment today. You're great and good to us. Great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Is the Lord good to you? Amen. Ephesians chapter 6, if you have your Bibles today, we will read about four verses from Ephesians chapter 6, a very familiar piece of Scripture that we're going to read this morning. And we will speak what we feel the Lord has laid upon our heart today. I see Brother Jerry Hannah Jr. here. I know their family has been smitten this week with all sort of sickness, and we're glad they're able to be in the house of the Lord this morning. You know, his wife has been sick as well, and he's been down with his back. Lord, have mercy. Ephesians chapter 6, verse number 10 down through verse number 13. Say amen when you're ready. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. By the help of the Lord this morning, I, I want to preach. I, I started looking at that 12th verse, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places, that sounds like a tough battle. I'm going to preach by the help of the Lord for a little while this morning. The struggle is real. The struggle is real. Turn to two or three people around you. Tell them the struggle is real. God bless you this morning. You can be seated. Ephesians chapter 6 paints a very graphic picture of the spiritual landscape that we are in. There is a real struggle. Notice with me that it is not a carnal battle. It is not a physical battle. It's not one of flesh and blood, but it is a spiritual battle. Everybody say spiritual battle. It is a spiritual battle. The reason that some people take this struggle so lightly is because they are not in it. People who are not in the spiritual battle often shrug their shoulders at those of us who are fighting a spiritual battle. They, they have no clue because they're not simply not in it. The carnal mind, the Bible said, cannot comprehend the things that are spiritual. How many of you know that's right? The carnal mind can't comprehend the spiritual things. They, they make light of us because we are in a spiritual battle that they cannot see. They, they see their physical battle being greater than that of the spiritual realm. So they think that your battle in the spirit 
is a battle that is all in your mind. They don't understand the spiritual battle. They don't understand the struggle of a spiritual battle. They don't understand the ramifications of a spiritual battle because their carnal mind cannot comprehend the things of the Spirit. Somebody say amen. Physical battles are one by fighting in the flesh. There, there's no other way. You don't fight the battles of the flesh with spiritual means, and you cannot fight spiritual battles with fleshly and earthly means. We Physical battles are won fighting in the flesh, but when it is a spiritual issue, there is only one way to fight a spiritual issue, and that is that we fight the spiritual issue in the spirit. It is spiritual warfare that we must engage in if we are going to win a spiritual battle. Does that make sense to you today? The physical battle is in the physical. The spiritual battle is in the spirit. And until you have been under a spiritual attack, uh, people have no idea uh, of even what I'm preaching about unless you've been through some spiritual attacks. But, but for those of you here this morning, and most of you I would dare to say uh, understand what I'm preaching about, for those of you who do understand where I'm coming from this morning, you, you well know uh, the story and have your own story of spiritual battles, and you know that the struggle is real. And until you have wrestled all night, you, you won't understand my, my victory. And until you have been in the throes of spiritual battle, uh, until you have prayed the night through and, and won the victory by morning, you, you, you won't understand where I'm coming from today. But for those of us who have prayed the night through and have struggled spiritual battles and been through a few hard times, you understand that the spiritual battle is real. The flesh uh, brags about telling someone straight and giving them a piece of their mind, but the spiritual warriors uh, understand that, uh, that, that the fight uh, is not a fight. Uh, it, it's not a fight in the physical. It's, it's not a fight uh, of their vocabulary. It's not a fight of their tongue. But the struggle with uh, with their uh, in their life is 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 a very real battle. It's it's the struggle, you know, the the physical realm. We 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 can very easily uh, step out in the physical realm and feel like we can handle things on our own, and we can handle the battle without. Uh, without the help of the Lord, but for those of us who have been down the road of struggle a few times, uh, we, we understand that the physical battle is far, is far weaker and far less important than the spiritual battle. The spiritual battle, ladies and gentlemen, is a battle that, uh, that that does not require physical means. I I can tell you that that uh, the flesh brags about giving somebody a piece of their mind, but the spiritual warriors 
uh, they, they fight their tongue and struggle with their own words and restrain their fingers from typing. Somebody ought to say amen. And, and, and hold back what they feel in the flesh that they could do because they know that the battle that they're up against is a spiritual battle. Preachers that may be in the house today understands completely that often when we preach, we are not preaching in the physical realm or to the physical realm, but we are preaching to the spiritual realm. We are preaching not to people, but we're preaching to spirits that have manifest themselves in people. Uh, I I, got to tell you today, I, I love to shout and I love to dance but uh, sometimes uh, we, we have to get very serious and we have to buckle down for a fight. The book of Numbers, the 33rd chapter, there is a story about the Israelites conquering Jericho. And when they face uh, their, their next opponent, they march around the walls of Jericho and they shouted. And when they shouted, you know what happened. The walls fell down flat. But now as Numbers chapter 33 moves forward, they are facing Canaan. And the only way that they can have victory over Canaan is they have to fight for it. You see, there are some battles that you will only win in the fight. The struggle's real. The Lord is revealing to them how they are about to go into battle and how they are going to conquer Canaan. This week in prayer, uh, God took me to this passage and he said for me to tell some of you that there are some battles that you will win with a shout. But there are other battles that you will only win when you fight for them. The Bible said that Jacob wrestled all night and he wrestled with a man. And the angel of the Lord appears to him and he says, I won't let you go until you bless me. While some things that God has given us will come to us easily. It's the gift of God. It's the blessing of God. It is just abundantly poured out on us. I love those kind of blessings, don't you? When the blessings of God are just poured out and handed to us, that's wonderful. But many things about God and many things that God has promised us will not just be handed to us. It must be possessed, meaning we have to go after it, and you will not possess them without a fight. Canaan was promised to the people of God. It was given to them, and it was handed to them. It was prophesied to them. It is yours. All you got to do is go and take it. Walls fall down. Seas are parted. Rivers are rolled back. Great miracles are done at the hand of their leader. Uh, God promised it to them, but then ultimately when 
They go into the promised land. Uh, the Lord says, all this I've given to you, but now you've got to go in and you have to dispossess the land. There are giants in the land. There are people living there, people of war. And it is yours. It's been given to you, but you're going to have to go and fight for it. Am I making any sense this morning? There's a lot of things that God is wanting to do in your life today. But can I tell you that the only way that it's going to ever come to fruition is because you are willing to get up and fight for it. You can't just expect God to come and hand it to you. You can't expect God just to walk out and put it on a silver platter, give it to you and turn it over to you. But what I'm going to tell you today is that God has some things in store for you. He's wanting to help you. You struggle with an addiction today? Let me tell you, God wants you to break that addiction. And he'll help you with it and he'll give you the victory over it. But you're going to have to get up and fight to overcome it. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost this morning. I'm going to come out right where you are today. I, I was sitting with uh, my, my family the other day, and we were, we were talking. We were talking about all the physical ailments and all the problems. And, and uh, Sister Mary said, said to me, she was referring to some of the struggles that my dad had been through. He, he had struggled with some health problems, and he, uh, he, he decided that he, he was done. He wasn't going to ever be able to mow his yard again, so he sold his lawnmower. He had a nice lawnmower, and he sold it for $400. I, I, I don't know. Uh, I think he was just wanting a new lawnmower because she said as long as he just sat around, he wasn't getting any better. But one day he got up, and he said, I'm not supposed to be like this. This isn't the way it's supposed to be. And, and, and she was preaching my a portion of my message here this morning as we were sitting downtown at the diner. She said, she said, you know, when you, when you get our age, I mean, they're pretty young, but she said, when you, when you get our age, she said, you can't just, just go by your feelings and just sit around because you feel like it. But you got to push a little bit. I hear my dad saying often, he said, son, you know, you just got to get up and got to push a little bit. Just got to push a little bit. So he went and bought him a new lawnmower. <laughs> Sister Mary said he's not letting any grass grow in the yard. He's out mowing that thing every day, every day. Whatever you got to do, dad, keep mowing, keep pushing. The issue is, is that some of us say, oh, I need God to help me. Help me, Jesus. Let me lay here and pull the cover over my head on Sunday morning, but I need the blessings of the Lord. I need the help of the Lord. I need a word from the Lord. God, why don't you send me a word? I'm going to miss church and see if it comes to me. Oh, I'm going to meddle on you a little bit now. I'm going to see if God will just send me a word while I'm sitting in a recliner sipping tea. I'm going to just, I'll stay home, but I need a blessing from the Lord. No, I got to tell you what you got to do. You got to get up and you got to pursue it. I, you, you're never going to you're never going to conquer things in the spirit by just sitting by and saying let it just I'm going to just take it as it comes but there's some time that you've got to get up and you've got to say it's not supposed to be like this I'm going to get up and get back to doing what I know to do it, I may not feel like it right now but I'll feel better after I get back in the fight get back in the flow 
Can I tell you, some of you that are struggling and deal with, with, with habitual problems, habitual sins, uh, be it an addiction or be it a spiritual issue that you're battling with and you think you overcome it and you're back in it, it may be a fight that you have to fight for a long time before you finally completely win the victory. <laughs> and some battles we may fight until the end. I'm way off of my notes and that gets dangerous. <laughs> there are some battles, the apostle Paul said, there were some afflictions given to him that was put in his flesh to buffet him. I'm not so sure that although it was in his flesh, it was a fleshly battle. It may have been of his flesh, but it was brought to him as a spiritual buffeting. I'm trying to tell some of us today that some of the battles and some of the struggles and some of the victories that the Lord wants to give to you, he will give to us when we get up and say, I'm willing to fight for it. I'm willing to go after it. I'm willing to do whatever it takes. I'll grab a hold and hold on all night long if that's what I have to do. I won't let you go until I get my breakthrough. The one thing that Israel may not have been expecting was to hear that God was not going to let them into the promised land without a fight. Because before he rolled back waters, they marched around walls and they fell. But now he tells them, now you've got to go in and you're going to have to fight. I got a feeling that if we're going to see the revival that God wants to give us, we're going to have to fight for it. There's going to be some spiritual battles that we're going to have to engage in. For some of us, there's some things in our flesh that we're going to have to go after. It's not going to be easy. We're going to have to struggle with it. We're going to have to fight with it. We're going to have to latch on in the spirit realm and declare that we are going to be victorious. Some, some have been dealing with the same old things long enough. Some keep going back to the same old problems, the same old issues. Some have wandered in the wilderness of prayerlessness long enough. That is a battle that we will fight until the end. Oh, I ought to got stronger amens than that from some of you elders that are sitting out there this morning. I can't see on the platform. They've rearranged some lighting, and it's so bright that I can't see standing in the pulpit, so i got to step down so I can look you in the eye and see who's awake out there. Some of you elders ought to be strong in an amen corner this morning when I tell, when, when I tell this congregation of those that maybe has, haven't been living for God too long, the, 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 the struggle with prayerlessness, you will fight until the end. There's some battles that you're never going to conquer, win, get the victory over, and now it's no longer a struggle in my life because life will creep in on you and will rob you of your prayerfulness. 
And before long, your prayer time becomes becomes overwhelmed by entertainment, work, life, job, kids, cooking, cleaning, whatever it is that you got going on. You will get overwhelmed with all those things and prayerlessness will sneak back in. It is a struggle that we have to keep fighting and keep fighting and keep fighting and keep fighting. You're not going to conquer prayerlessness unless you go after it. You don't conquer worship in one service. Worship is only conquered by a consistent, steady determination that I will bless the Lord at all times. On the good days and the bad days, I'll still bless the Lord. When the check is in the mail and when the check hasn't shown up in a while, I will still bless the Lord. When life goes my way and when life goes by the way, I will still bless the Lord at all times. When I feel good and it feels good to stand and clap my hands, I will bless the Lord. But when I feel bad and it takes all the energy that I can muster to stand to my feet and it takes all the energy I can muster to clap my hands, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually. That's right. I'm going to verbalize and speak the praises of God even when it might make the flesh feel better to talk about some of my struggles. But I have made up in my mind that I'm going to bless the Lord at all times. And if we're going to win the battle of worship, we are going to have to get in it a continual steadfastness and be willing to fight until until we get a breakthrough and until we get the next breakthrough and you will fight that battle until the end. Because there are some things that you are going to have to fight for. Look at your neighbor and tell them the struggle is real. You'll never overcome complacency or spiritual laziness by being satisfied where you are. There has got to be something in you that says, I've got to do more. I've got to be more. I've got to conquer more. I've got to accomplish more. But if we are going to conquer complacency. See, complacency is another one of those battles that we're going to fight until he says, well done. Because when we get comfortable, it is the worst thing that can happen for progress is becoming too comfortable. Sometimes the Lord needs to nudge us out to the edge of where we are and make us uncomfortable to cause us to want to strive to move to the next level. Somebody said when until the pain of staying where we are as we are becomes greater than the pain of change, change is not likely to occur. Yeah. 
But when the pain of being where we are is greater than the pain of change, you can count that everybody's willing to go to battle and fight for the change. What I am telling you is that as long as your conversation of complacency is I'm happy where I am, as I am, the way I am, and don't want anything more, don't want to have, that's exactly what you're going to get. But if we're going to go where God is wanting to take us to, we are going to have to make up our mind to engage in a battle and recognize that this struggle is real and I am going to fight the good fight of faith and lay hold on eternal life. Somebody ought to shout amen. Victory can be ours, but it will not be ours without fighting and winning some battles. There can never be a victory without winning a fight. Jacob didn't have a blessing handed to him because he showed up, and we're not going to have victory handed to us just because we showed up on a Sunday morning. You may as well prepare yourself. If we're going to accomplish anything in the Spirit this morning, we're going to have to engage in spiritual warfare and declare, I am going to struggle until I win the victory. I'm preaching about a spiritual battle that every one of us are in. The Israelites fought with swords and shields. The Israelites fought flesh against flesh. But the Apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not flesh and blood. They're not swords and shields. But they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. But against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. The struggle's real. If we really understood just how real the struggle is, it might change our concept of the battle that we're in. The Israelites Pardon me The Israelites came out of Egypt As humble slaves To the taskmasters If they were going to conquer Canaan They were going to have to become mighty warriors And before you can become a mighty warrior you're going to have to prove yourself in a fight. If we are going to live at the level that God intends for this church to live and go to the place that God intends for this church to go, then we are going to have to learn to fight. And for some of us, this is a constant struggle. And this is a very real struggle. Jacob wrestled all night. Some of us just want a little talk with Jesus, but 
we better get ready for some real struggle. If we're going to receive the blessing of God that will last, we will have to be willing to fight. This is not practice. This is for real. Tell your neighbor, tell your neighbor, the struggle's real. This isn't practice, the struggle's real. This isn't a joke, this is life or death. My wife pointed out something to me some time ago about a passage in Matthew chapter 16 where the scripture said, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The gates of a city are permanent. They are a protective measure taken to keep intruders from entering and taking the spoils of war. So so the only time that gates come into play is when an opponent is charging a city. That means that this passage is putting the church on the offensive side of the battle. Did you get that? The church must be on the offensive side of the battle. I think we have reacted long enough. We have waited until the enemy wages war against us. And then we react and we retaliate. We don't want to pray as long as things are going good, but when the enemy attacks us and it becomes obvious that the, that the enemy has attacked us, then we get up and decide it's time to have a prayer meeting. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We, 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 we are on the defense. We are always defensive. The enemy comes and attacks. When our family is falling apart, we decide now it's time to start living right. When the enemy begins to attack our health, now it's time to kind of turn some things around. We've been on the defensive far too long, but the way that I'm understanding this passage of Scripture is that we must recognize who the enemy is and what the enemy is and get on the offensive. That means we have got to get up and say, you know what, I'm fixing to take it to the devil today. The devil's going to have a bad day. Well, is he fighting you already? I don't see him, don't feel him, not seeing anything he's got coming my way. But I'm just going to go ahead and put it in his place. Put put him in his place right now. Some of you, I couldn't wake you up if I wanted to this morning. But if I could get through to you today, what I'm preaching about, we need to get on the offensive and understand the struggle's real. And before the devil comes and attacks me, I think I'm going to go after him. I'm not going to wait until my family falls apart to call prayer meeting. I'll have prayer meeting when things are going good. I'm not going to wait until uh, until the church has fallen apart before we decide we're going to start worshiping. We ought to start worshiping when things are going good, when, my, when I'm feeling good. It's easy to have prayer meeting at 2.30 when we're trying to pray somebody back from death. But what happens to prayer meeting when everything's going good and everybody's healthy and everything's lovely and everything's doing wonderful? Come on, church. we got to get on the offensive. 
Our prayer, our fast, and our struggle, our warfare needs to be more than just January and February. It's November. We ought to go ahead and start engaging right now and start saying, I'm, gonna, I'm getting ready and gearing up for when we're going to really make the big attack. But for the next few weeks, I'm going to be in a battle. I'm going to start doing battle now. Oh, somebody give the Lord a shout of praise in the house today. We ought to take back some things that's been taken from us. Today's a good day to launch a full force attack on the enemy uh, from hell that has been coming against the church. We ought to get up and say, hey, you may not be attacking me right now, but I'm going to attack you and push you out. What do you think the scripture really means when it says in neither give place? If we're going to take back our prayer, if we're going to take back our worship, it's got to be more than just a service or two when things are going rough. But we've got to go after it and take it back. Some of us are determined we're going to win the battle over the flesh. We're not satisfied as we are. Somebody ought to lay down that struggle that they've been struggling with for a while today and declare, I am going after my victory. Well, I'm not accustomed to fighting in the spirit. This is a good day to start getting used to it. This is not pretend. This is for real. And this is war. Instead of our homes, our schools, and our churches being invaded by the devil, it's time for us to take back what the devil has stolen from us. Come on, there ought to be some folks in the house this morning that declare I'm going to, I'm going to go back to the enemy's camp. I'm going to use the word on him. I'm going to launch an offensive attack. The struggle has been real long enough. I'm going after him and I'm going to take back what he's taken from me. Somebody just lift your hands where you are and give the Lord a shout of praise. Stand with me today. When... When Satan invites Jesus to the pinnacle of the temple and to the high mountain and he tempted him during his fast, Jesus simply said to him, it is written. It is written, there's probably nothing more powerful that you can do in your warfare than to take the word of God and just declare, Satan, it is written. God's on my side. He'll fight my battles if I'll just be still. Ladies and gentlemen, this battle is real. Satan's kingdom needs to come down. God's promised us Canaan but we're going to have to fight for it. We're going to have to dispossess the land. We're not just fighting for ourselves today, but we're fighting for our family, our future, our church, the kingdom of God. We're fighting for our children. We're fighting for our very future. This isn't play school. This isn't, this isn't some pretend from the moment that we open service and the first song is sung, we need to make up our mind. This is, this is for real. 
Our attitude says so much about how we really feel about the war we're in. When service is going on and there's people that are just not paying attention, not engaged, drifting their way through, you're not in the battle. You're not taking this, you're not taking this serious. We need to engage in this battle. We need to go after the victory. Anybody feel that way today? I want to go after the victory. Somebody says, the devil's not fighting me today. Pastor, good. Go on the offensive and just run him on out of your family and out of your life and out of your future. Put some distance between you and him today. Put him on, put him on the run today. You know, it don't have to be this way. I'm not going to sit around any longer and let him have a hold on me. But I'm going to go after it. Lift your hands right where you are this morning. Why don't you just talk to the Lord right where you are today? I open these altars this morning. If somebody feels led of the Spirit to step out and make your way to the front of this room, the altars are open today. We're going to worship the Lord here for a few minutes. There's some strongholds that ought to come down. There's some chains that ought to be broken this morning right where you are. Go ahead, talk to the Lord now. Let's just turn this place into a prayer room for a few moments. Just you and the Lord right now. I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, lift up your voice. Talk to the Lord right now. Lift up your voice and talk to the Lord right now. Hallelujah. Oh, we need you today, Lord. We need you today, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Every hot thing must come down. Every stronghold shall be broken. You wear the victor's crown. You overcome. You overcome. Every hot thing must come down. Every stronghold shall be broken. You wear the victor's crown. You overcome. You overcome Every hard thing must come down Every stronghold shall be broken You wear the victor's crown You overcome You overcome Every hard thing must come down Every stronghold shall be broken You wear the victor's crown You overcome You overcome Every hard thing must come down Every stronghold shall be broken. You wear the victor's crown. You overcome. You overcome. Every hard thing must come down. Every stronghold shall be broken. You wear the victor's crown. You overcome. You overcome. Every hard thing must come down. Every stronghold shall be broken. You wear the victor's crown. You overcome. You overcome. Every hot thing must come down. Come on, let's just worship Him for a few minutes today. You wear the crown. You overcome. You overcome. Every hot thing must come.
Somebody standing next to you is comfortable with you reaching over, laying a hand on a shoulder, taking them by the hand, just joining and connecting with them by faith right now in the name of the Lord. Let me tell you something. When we're in a battle, when we're in a struggle, when we're in a real conflict, it's good to have somebody that you can join with, together with and say, hey, you pray for me, I'll pray for you. We're not going to battle alone, struggle alone, fight by ourselves, but we're going to fight this war together. We're going to stick together and we're going to lift one another up. When you're having a rough day, I'm going to lift you up with an encouraging word. I want you to connect with that person next to you right now in the name of the Lord. I want you to pray over them right now. Lift up your voice and let your prayer be heard today. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray for every man, woman, boy, or girl in the room right now. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you give us courage to fight, to fight the good fight of faith to stand strong, to stand with one another, to hold together. I pray right now, God, that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Lord, that everything that rises against us will be brought down in the name of the Lord. Lord, we rebuke the enemy that would come against our homes, families, churches. I pray right now, Lord, against every weapon that the enemy throws in our way. Lord, that the shield of faith would return the fiery darts of the wicked to them. I pray right now for victory over every family, victory over every individual, victory over every home. Come on, somebody, lift up your voice and give the Lord a shout of praise. Yes. Yeah. Every thing must come down. Every song shall be broken. You wear the victor's crown. You overcome. You overcome. Every high thing must 